So welcome to Geek Girl Soup. I'm Susan. I'm Kelly. I'm Scott. And we have a special guest today. Dan. Yeah. Standing by. Dan. <laughs> right on cue. Yeah. <laughs> See how our video would help. Um, <laughs> I think so. Dan will be on seven second delay the entire podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he needs it. it. We have to censor him a lot. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah you never know when I'm going to drop another C bomb. Chicks, man. <laughs> Sofa king sensitive. <laughs> that doesn't work on a podcast, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, so today's topic is we're, we're going to start with the, uh, the finale of The Walking Dead. We just watched the season four finale, and it, it was called A. It was written by Scott Gimple and Angela Kang, directed by Michelle McLaren, one of our favorite TV directors. Um, this is her third episode of The Walking Dead. She did. She directed 11 Breaking Bads and so far four Game of Thrones episodes. So I'm looking forward to more. So I... It- did I miss why it was called A? I mean, I know I miss everything else on the show. So is this something really obvious? I, I think it's because at Terminus, they were following path A, and then they got in the train car with the label A. Oh, okay. I didn't notice. Yeah. yeah. It really didn't yeah. do much for me. That didn't, I mean, just like, okay, if they just put the letter A on this stuff. Like, it didn't really mean anything to me. There was there was a B on another door that got slammed, and so then they had to go through the, the A door yeah. and... So, yeah, what it, what what it was, yeah, you're pretty much that's exactly what it was. Um, it was kind of supposed to mirror the luring of the rabbit to the trap. So everything was orchestrated for them to go the entire route that they did. And if you notice, every single step of the way was a giant letter A from every every room, every doorway, whatever. So the entire mm-hmm. path was like is like the a, exactly what you said, the A path. Okay. Well, now, did you need the title of the episode that? No, but. They're not really great with the titles of the show, anyway. (laughs) Still, you know, us. Oh, shut up. Anyway, go on. (laughs) Yeah, still was like the worst episode. (laughs) Now that you bring it up. Still, still born. (laughs) If we can just like, you know, erase that episode from the uh, (laughs) from the show. Anyway, but and this was much better this probably should have come like in the the, maybe the fifth episode this this season and or this half season and then we'll go on a little more with the with the terminus storyline to uh and have them getting out of that as maybe as the season four finale instead of just getting to terminus right Well, they do have a tendency every season to drag things up very needlessly on this show. So, and this is just another case of it. Mm-hmm. True. It, it's. I mean, obviously, it is a cliffhanger having them in the train car like that, and and now we're left, you know, months, supposedly wondering how are they going to get out, blah blah. But to me, it's not a cliffhanger. I'm not going to be on the edge of my seat talking about it 
all the, you know, however many months until it resumes, like we did with Breaking Bad between the half seasons. Um, you know, is it, I don't want to give away spoilers about it, but all right, Hank on the pot. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there were so many possibilities, all of which we could imagine. That was a fucking awesome hit cliffhanger because it gave us so much to think about and talk about in the intervening, in that case, year. And with this, like, what, I, I mean, y'all have read the comics, so y'all may have more of an idea, but for me, it's like, okay, they're locked in a box, and I'm looking forward to finding out how they get out. But even, um, and I don't mean to, it sounds like I'm, I'm being, starting out totally negative on the episode. I liked the episode. <laughs> it was just the very end, like you said, having it end like that. And then also, Rick's last words, um, I wish I could remember exactly what he said, but he said they're, you're, they're screwing with the wrong people. Yeah. Okay. And right before that, though, he said, um, "Do you remember? They're going to be, gonna be yeah, they're going to be sorry. And yeah, some of this, I thought it was surprised. It may be sorry. I think surprised though, because then there was this really long pause, and so I was anticipating he was going to say like, because we planted a bomb or something, you know, and <laughs> and no, it was just because they're messing with the wrong people." But you're in a fucking box. How is that messing right. with the wrong How are you people? Get out of that? You're up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that worked for me just fine. It just like all it did a show, just like, you know, these people know that they got their shit together. You know, that's you know, that's what I took from it. Right. It it didn't other than the wording, which they which um Andrew Lincoln discussed on uh, the Talking Dead immediately afterwards, uh, where he we all think he should have said they're fucking with the wrong people, not screwing with the wrong people. It kind of neutered the comment right off the bat. Yeah. Um, the fact is, the season, and especially, you know, the, I think for me the major arc of the entire season was um, the transformation or converting or whatever of Rick back to being the, the Rick we, you know, just wanted to be, the Rick that you need him to be, to be a leader and to really do what needs to be done and not be a mope about it, not spent so much time worrying about being a father or a farmer or what have you. And a lot of that was covered in this episode, but the flashbacks, it showed where it began and this is where it ended. So by showing that Rick finally, he doesn't just have his balls back because he's fighting for survival. Like he did in that episode where he was hiding under the bed and he ended up choking the guy in the bathroom or something. Or, he, or just doing what needs to be done even though he doesn't like having to do it, like killing uh, Sophie uh, the zombie back in the middle of season two. Uh, I think this is like as much the, you know, Rick becoming the badass motherfucker we need him to be for this show because otherwise he's been kind of he's been kind of a pussy. So I, I, I like that aspect of it. it. I don't care about whether it ended with a great cliffhanger or not. It, it was a little bit, eh, but I thought the episode was so strong. I, I didn't care because I don't think the show really ends on really. Gigantic, great cliffhangers more often than not anyway, you know, as far as I can recollect. Mm-hmm. And the, the flashbacks, you know, I guess they were to show the, the other side, you know, the softer side of, of Rick and everybody else. And then to contrast with um, what was happening in the, in the present. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, I think they, they may have spent too much time with the flashbacks. I would have rather seen more of, of, uh, terminus yeah i i could see that 
and yet I, and normally I'm not a huge fan of flashbacks because they often feel like filler in whatever show, doesn't matter the show. But here I felt like they were edited in really well. Like I really felt like it was Rick having those memories at that time. And so for me, that felt like a, a an effective um, writing technique, you know, that we got to see what was going on in his head. And so we saw like, you know, the, the, his brain working, that he was consciously coming to the decision of, no, I need to be a badass motherfucker again, like Scott just said. Yeah. You know, I, I, her, you know, I love Herschel, but I have to leave that behind. Right, right, right. I mean, on one hand, yes, there's part of me that would have liked to see more of Terminus, whatever, but based on how this episode was constructed and the decision that it's the final episode, I'm fine with the the fact that it still maintains a certain level of mystery. I mean, we pretty much, I think, ninety five percent of the audience assumes these guys are cannibals. You know, every, they've dropped enough hints about it. There's enough little moments in it. You know, yeah, <laughs> you're in the cage with the entrails and yeah. bones and stuff. I'm not sure what else that could be. No, um, and the, the you know, perpetual barbecue. Yeah, yeah they're always barbecue. <laughs> it's people. <laughs> Toilet green is people. Okay. Wait, you just spoiled that movie. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. It's a cookbook. It's a cookbook. <laughs> uh, serve terminus. Um, so I, 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 it didn't really bother me as much. Uh, it, I, I almost don't want to knock this episode that much because I, I liked it more so much more than. It practically any other episode this season. You know, I, I prefer to save my vitriol for the previous 15. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so, Dan, we know you, you liked this episode and you hated a bunch of other episodes, so tell us a little more. <laughs> well, just to keep talking about this episode, yeah, I didn't have any problem with it at all. I, I thought the flashbacks were effective and they were, you know, they were cut in nicely, just like Kelly said, and I just, I felt the whole thing worked. I, I didn't really feel the need to see any more of the Terminus. I mean, you know, there was a whole bunch of little short short scenes of it and gives, gives people things to uh, wonder about, you know, in the off season. And I mean, let, let's be honest, they're going to probably spend 25 episodes there next season. So, I mean. <laughs> no, not that many. <laughs> 20, 20, 20 bodies the first eight, you know. <laughs> But, but it was good. I mean, there's, you know, I haven't, I haven't went back and rewatched it or anything, and I probably won't. But I mean, there's plenty of interesting stuff. That room with all the candles and the the words written on the ground. I'm not sure exactly what that said. Was it people's names or what was on the ground there? there? Names, yes. Okay. The names and phrases, and that was like the lost moment of the. Okay, let's rewind the DVR and see if we can see anything of note. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. But it'd be nice if it, if they weren't cannibals and it was something you know interesting. I mean, even if it was a you know some kind of weird cult or something, I don't know. But it'd be it'd be nice if it wasn't the obvious thing, I guess. I don't uh, know exactly how they would do that, but you know, there could be something. I got I got a feeling Michael's on the boat on this one, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I just made two lost references in a minute, and I'm the one who complains about that. Oh my god. <laughs> I hate myself. So I I like that they had a lot of things from the comics. Uh, They were more directly from the comics. Uh, Actually, a lot of the the shots that Michelle McLaren set up um, at that point where Carl 
hears that well they hear the guy scream and then they all uh carl runs to help uh that's from the comics um but it it was at a you know they were on the on the road it was just uh i don't know should i uh say what happened in the comics in that at that point <laughs> go ahead it's, you know, it's, it's close enough to, yeah close enough to the same thing so michonne wasn't there but um abraham was there and this, well no abraham wasn't there yet never mind yeah abraham was there it, 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 uh, no, carl and this was just carl and rick when and uh this was okay. after after rick was sick and recovering from uh from being shot with in the uh and they they had stayed in that house for several days um but and then after they they saw the guy being eaten then they found his car that had a lot of supplies and then they got back on the road and um and later met up with abraham didn't, didn't the comic kind of indicate that the guy had just kind of like just just given up and just let himself get eaten like he just failed and all he just left his guns and stuff behind and just went into the woods and let him get him for some reason i i don't know that's that's possible i mean yeah, he I had think, a whole car full of supplies and things so i don't know why he that wouldn't have made sense he could he could have just shot himself but whatever yeah <laughs> I, I like i like yeah. carl like you know rushing trying to save him and stuff but that guy was just useless i mean i mean they're just maybe the way they shot the scene but i mean he had like a, you know 180 degrees of like area to run away and it just i mean the guy was just useless mm -hmm. but, I, when ahead. i watched it I, I when i watched it for a minute there i thought it was a guy who played um michael scott's boss in the office originally in the first few seasons i actually wound it back I was like is that i was like no it can't be him that would be hysterical but it wasn't him because he had glasses. Actually. Yeah, well, I was like, why can't you just run towards the woods? What I don't, I don't understand. Like, huh. was he caught in a bear trap? And I didn't notice that. I didn't... Maybe <laughs> that's it. <laughs> and then the the, uh, the scene with uh, with the gang, with the claimed gang, when they catch up with Rick and Michonne and Carl. Well, that's yeah. the best. I think that's the best scene of the season. Just about. I don't know if there's a oh, better definitely. scene of the season. That was a great scene, yeah. And it's and that's the one where I where I'm thinking uh, instead of Michonne, it was Abraham. So right, right. Well, what I what I loved about that scene, I think, like everybody else, I'm sure, is that it was it wasn't just that it was tense; it was escalating. And it, I honestly, for a moment there, I was like. I don't know how you get out of this. I was trying to figure out what he's going to be able to do or any of them can do. And I was getting genuinely nervous, whereas I don't really get all that nervous with the zombie stuff because mm -hmm. I feel you can kind of get away from zombies fairly easily. Right. Um, so it was a great scene. It was, and what, you know, we all know what happened also from the comics, you know, yeah. um, although I, I do remember commenting online and I, I, do kind of feel this way still now. I do kind of think the episode did kind of peak there because it's, although I did like what the Terminus stuff, I still think that was the strongest or most, oh my God, part in the entire episode. Mm -hmm. Although the, later on there was some good stuff, some stuff that was close though. So it wasn't, it wasn't as long finale for 
Game of Thrones last year or something like that. That's why I took a shot at Game of Thrones. Uh-oh. Trouble. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, Only if Pat. Episode did. nine. It's not my fault. <laughs> okay, you froze there for a second. <laughs> um, yeah, that one is mostly word for word from the from the comic. Um, and then I, I like after that uh, Rick and Daryl talking, and uh, you know Daryl. He finally knows now that yes, he he has found another family, so and he can he can trust this family with Rick and everybody. I thought that was sweet, Rick yeah. calling him his brother. That was precious. Mm-hmm. A much better brother than Maul. Yes, uh, I'm kind of split on that scene. I mean, general when I watched it and I, I you know I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good scene. I, I, it wasn't as badly written as the show usually is. Whatever. Um, the but, however, to be devil's advocate, mm-hmm. part of me kept thinking, um, after everything, I feel Daryl should have had this, this moment should have been like at least a season or two ago. You know, they, they, this bonding has already been the case. I mean, yes, they've been apart yeah. for a week or two, you know, oh no, but. <laughs> <laughs> has it only been that long? Yeah. That little? Oh, wow. I mean, Rick, Rick is just now getting over having his ribs kicked a couple times, so it hasn't been that. Although, maybe it's been a year because, you know, it takes a long time to recover from being beaten up a little bit. Pussy. <laughs> now, I, I agree with you. I, would have, I, I agree it should have happened a lot earlier, but if it didn't, then, it, then it's nice it happened now. And Daryl was, he seemed really worried about Rick accepting him back right now since Daryl was just with those guys. Right, especially, you're right, saying right. that he was with those, those other yeah. guys. And right. so this, I think, was the sh- most surefire way that Rick could express, no, you're, you're, you're my brother. Right. You, being with those guys doesn't make you guilty. It doesn't make you like those guys because he, he wasn't like them. He was just with them. So. And, and, and Daryl, you know, offer to take the place and you know die for for yeah. Rick and everybody so yeah and they were going to take him up on that yeah I mean, man right although part of me did also think wow you're having this amazing scene between the two of you and all this stuff and yet we never got this when rick told you about that he gave carol the boot when Carol was obviously the one that Daryl had bonded with and was practically, was practically about to be involved with all the time, and they kind of just let that conflict just slip away, like, eh, whatever, who cares? So, <laughs> yeah. it, this shows a lot, there's a lot of lost opportunities on this show. It's always unfortunate. But they did good in this finale, so, yeah. True. Well, and even there, lost opportunities, when, uh, when Daryl was talking about Beth, I, do, I mean, I understand just economy of words and writing and everything, but why couldn't he have said, I don't know what happened to her. The, there was a car that came, somebody took her, and she's gone. Instead, he just said, she's, she's just gone. And I think Rick could easily take that as dead. Yeah. yeah. Or I, so, whatever. So a few additional words would have helped clarify. I had, I had the same three thought. or four. 
Max. I felt I felt, the, I felt the writers were being oh we're gonna be really cool because Daryl's a man a few words except when he's drunk playing you know stupid games with uh, bad actresses whatever um, <laughs> yeah that, that that I have to admit on one hand it's like oh that's a good line but on the other hand really you're not gonna say I turned around she was in a car and she disappeared yeah you know it's I mean granted it's a clip it's it's the cliffhanger I give the least fuck about, but still, why wouldn't what you just said is absolutely correct? Why wouldn't you say that? Because obviously Rick is just thinking, "Oh, I guess she's dead then." All right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I'm I'm hoping that she is. I'm sorry. Oh, my I'm already disappointed. Some of them are still alive. So yeah. <laughs> I was looking. I was looking at that 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 pile of guts. I was like, "Wait, is that Sasha? Is that Bob too?" <laughs> Is it Judith? No, come on. <laughs> well, the episode was definitely stronger for, you know, just not having the all the other lousy characters in it. I mean, it was just, you know, the usual good three, Rick, Carl, and Michonne, and then, you know, throwing badass Daryl in there. It's really, you know, they didn't need any more than that. Well, it was interesting that the enti- just about the entire episode revolved around what I think the, the four strongest characters are. Uh, both literally and also in terms of, of the story. Although Carol's kind of come up, come into her mm-hmm. own as well. But I mean, not that there's anything wrong with Maggie and Glenn. They're fine, but they're just, to me, they always feel like B players. They're, they're, they're just not quite at the A level. Like Michonne, I think, has leaped ahead of Glenn and Maggie in my mind as far as almost like the we're not going to kill that character list kind of a thing. But um, God, Do they have such a list? Well, I do. Okay. <laughs> well, of course, of course we do, but um, and maybe they do now because I I was surprised that none of our people were killed in this episode. You know, everybody leading up to last night was talking about who who's going to survive, who's going to be killed, and they all survived. Because I'm not counting fuckwit asshole gang. <laughs> Claim, we claim, guys. No, we didn't see Carol. Yeah, we didn't see Carol and Tyrese and Judith. Yeah, yeah. So I think you know they'll show up maybe in the in the premiere next season and somehow help get everybody out. You know, maybe Beth was taken by somebody at Terminus and she's being made into their, like, queen or something. And when she finds out who's in the box, what's in the box? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) The box car, train car. Then she will uh, help get them out. (gasps) I haven't read the comics, so, of course, I'm just making stuff up, but, you know. That's really unlikely. I just want her dead, 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 dead. I hate her. I hate her character so much. And then you don't have to hear her sing anymore. <laughs> I, I, and I've been arguing with a with a close friend about this, and it surprised me that she likes Beth. I'm like, why? There's nothing to like about her. I'm not, she's not even that cute. No, I don't like her. Kill her. Get rid of her. I'm tired of her. Bad actress. Bad singer. Annoying. Ooh, I'm looking for a drink. Shut up. I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I liked part of that episode with the two of them when she wanted the drink. So oh, I, I like the part with the commercials. No. <laughs> <laughs> there might have been a teaser for Mad Men. That might have been the best part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm actually see what my hope is since we are, we've already been talking about things that happened in the comics and this happened much earlier than what we talked about earlier. Um, earlier than earlier. Well, well said. Um, 
in the comics, wasn't it that Laurie and the baby get killed when they're running from the governor or something? Like they both get shot or something? Yes. See, right. what I'm hoping they do here is that someone, and who's usually caring for the baby more often than that? Beth. I want Beth to be running with Judith <laughs> and whack the both of them. Because that way you get rid of annoying character and cliche plot device all at once. I've been wanting that to happen, that exact thing to happen, when the governor first attacked the prison. <laughs> I wanted Beth and Judith oh, to die. In, in, the, in the bad A-team sequence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted that to happen then. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> All right, well, since that didn't happen, but... <laughs> But we had two kids who were killed in a, was that a week ago or the week before? Carol yeah. killing. Yeah, two was, okay, two weeks ago. So should we talk about that at all? I thought that was a great episode. It was. I wasn't a big fan. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, I'm not going to pretend that, you know, I'm not going to pretend I liked it just because some, some meaningless characters got killed in a dramatic way. The episode wasn't that good yeah. to me. Just like just like I said when I was griping about it before, I mean they they you know you have Tyrese bringing up oh gotta wonder if wonder if the girls killed Karen and David Karen and David I wonder what happened to Karen and David you mentioned it ten fucking times in the episode guess what I don't give a shit anymore okay it's just it's just stupid it's just exposition over and over and over again about mean characters I mean I don't have a fucking clue who David was at this point I have no idea who the fuck was David. Yeah, I don't know. So, so when so when when I when that kind of shit's getting hammered home the whole episode, and you know by the end, yeah, I'm a little just like, okay, I've been rolling my eyes the whole episode, you know. So I mean, sure, it was, you know, the end of it was, you know, it was a good moment, but I was expecting it, and it just, you know, like I said, the little girls were annoying as hell. I just didn't care. And that's how I feel about it. <laughs> See, I think I enjoyed the episode simply because I hated those kids so much that it made me happy <laughs> to watch them die. And I was rather disappointed we didn't actually get to see it happen because, you know, standards and practices. But, uh, <laughs> you know, and people are going to get upset. But I was like, no, no, show it. I want to see her head get blown off. Come on. It'll be the best scene she ever had. Um, what I liked about that episode, I thought... Um, Melissa McBride, Carol, I thought she did a really great job in the episode. I think she's, I, I like the arc that her character has taken over the course of the series. She's one of the few characters I can point to who um, has changed, has evolved, and it makes sense to me, and I actually believe it. Sometimes I see that happen with characters and I don't believe it. With her, I actually do believe it at this point. It seems like, it does feel like a million years ago that she was like this simpering woman who just allowed herself to be, you know, beaten basically, you know, day and night. Now she's, she's as strong as anyone on the show, I think. Um, but what Dan was saying kind of was what I was thinking because I've been annoyed with the, the, the penchant on the characters on the walking dead to, we don't care about the people that we're actually related to, <laughs> but we're gonna, but Tyrese who, it's really tough for me. I love that actor because of The Wire. And I really like the character Tyrese from the comics. Tyrese on the show, I don't dislike him, but he's never quite as cool as I want him to be. And this whole thing about him mooning over, <laughs> over a woman that 
I'm sorry. And again, I don't know what the timeline is. I can only see how it seemed to me. How long could he have possibly been in, involved with her? It didn't seem like there was that much of a relationship and then it had gone on for that long. Yeah, he's going on and on about it. That episode, <laughs> every time we see him, he's been on the road all this time. He's not. He didn't mention his sister once, it felt like. But he's talking about, he's still whining about the, the chick who was sick and then got burned or whatever. Like, oh, oh, enough already. I wish he had killed you too with your big stupid hammer. But, um... <laughs> Well, and the, so only how- did, the only reason they did it was just, so, I mean, you know, to, to you know, build up tension for this, you know, oh, oh Carol did it. Tyrese is going to find out. I mean, we're not fucking stupid. We watch the show. We know who we know who killed him. We don't need this constant reminders. Oh, Tyrese is going to find out. Commercial break. Oh, they're talking about it again. Commercial break. I mean, it just that kind of that kind of stuff just takes me out of the episode. I mean, it's just I'm not fucking stupid. Okay. Yeah. And I agree about Tyrese too. Just they're they're not doing a good job building the character up at all. I mean, I mean, you know, they're they're doing better with some of the characters. Like I said, you know, like I like I like Maggie a lot better in the show than in the comics. Even though there isn't you know a lot to the character, you know, but and then and, and Carol definitely is much superior. But Tyrese yeah. is just you know, just flat. Yeah, there's certain characters again. I I don't and just to be clear, and I've said this whenever I've spoken looking like like I'm, like I'm somebody. Um, I don't get hung up on comparing the show to the comic books um, as far as, oh, it's not as good or that. But the same way that I don't think, you know, a Games of Thrones fan should get hung up on the books or, or, or a Silence of the Lambs and Red Dragon fan should get hung up on the show Hannibal or any of that kind of a stuff. Um, they made it clear from the get-go that they were obviously inspired by and using some stuff from the comics, but they were also going to go their own way. Right. And I'm initially, I was fine with that because I was thinking, oh, you know what that means? That means I might be surprised from time to time. That means I'm not going to know everything that's going to happen in every single episode, and which has been true. The only problem I ever have with it, and it's less about story for a change, and it's more about character, is when they've taken characters that were actually well done in the comics... And they just, they ruined them or just didn't do a good job with them on the TV series. And you'd think you could do a better job having it fleshed out with an actual actor and performer. I mean, the best example, Andrea, I always thought was a great character in the comics. Horrible character on the TV show. You know, just awful. And, and, and And if someone had, and anyone who likes her, I would almost encourage them, you know what? Read some of the comics with her, you know, certain key points with that character and you'll realize... Oh, they really, they really screwed the pooch with this one, you know. And I'm kind of feeling that not to as great an extent, but I'm feeling that a little bit with Tyrese because I really like Tyrese as a character in the books, and so far I've been like, he's okay. He looks the part, but he, right. he's kind of, I don't know, I don't know, how, I don't know what it is. He's just maybe he's too soft, so, you know. So maybe if Daryl weren't there, then Tyrese would have would maybe take. That kind of a no, I just, I just think, I just think the showrunners just, they just, you know, just aren't doing it right. I mean, uh, the way I don't, I'm not hung up on the you know, comparison, c- comparisons either, but the way I see it is just like, you know, they have a really good character, they have the template for it, and it's, you know, it's like baking a cake. They have the recipe to make this a really good, interesting character, and for whatever reason, they just decided to change it a little bit, and then it just, you know, yeah, just like Scott said, it looks the same, but it just doesn't taste right, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, the one thing I'm excited about, and one of the things I really do like about this season. I mean, it wasn't. We didn't get that much of it, but I still, um, I did like the the introduction 
of the Abraham character and um, what uh, Eugene. Uh, uh, I like I, I, I like the Eugene character. I think he's different. Um, there's something very distinct about him. He certainly doesn't blend into the group. Um, everything from his way of speaking to the fact of the motivations of that character set him apart. And and I like the fact that he also he's kind of providing a, a kind of a bizarre, quirky sort of comic relief, although not super comic. You know, it's like it could be something out of a Twin Peaks kind of a thing, like funny, <laughs> but we're not, but it's not a comedy kind of funny. Um, so I'll give the show a little credit for this season that. You know, it can be difficult to add characters. We all know that many shows have had problems with that over the years. Um, I feel that at least those two, and to a lesser extent, uh, what's her name? Is it Rosita? Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's fine. I mean, she needs to stand out a little bit more as well. But um, I think they did a decent job with adding the, them into the show. Um, okay, for some reason, my cat is meowing his head off right now. Sorry. <laughs> but they did I thought they did a disservice with other characters where we just spent too much time with characters that I don't think we really care about and you know the, the Maggie Bob Sasha storyline was ridiculous death barrel <sighs> that's what I like to call that one. <laughs> <laughs> And I think I don't I don't remember who I actually don't even remember who said it now in this podcast. It was one one of the gals. Um, I I agree that again the show continues to be guilty, and I know it's a it's a thing about making money and stretching the seasons out longer than they need to be. But they stretch things out, and if they had been more compact about things, I think this could be such a, a much better show. We spent too long getting to Terminus. We had. Two episodes that I won't even say they could be combined in one. I don't even know if we needed them at all. I mean, they did a nice job when they would have an episode where we're following multiple storylines between each commercial break. They did that one. I thought that was great. But why have one episode that's just Daryl and Beth? And then the the next episode right after it is just a little bit of Daryl and Beth and then the the other three idiots. (laughs) Or Maggie and the two idiots, whatever. I was like, oh my god, these are ho- these are like worse than season two episodes. That's how bad I thought they were, you know. But if it were Breaking Bad, we would have gotten to Terminus in the, like the third episode when they came back in February, yeah. right? <laughs> if it was Breaking Bad, we would have gotten to the third episode of season two. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's like. If you go back, like season three had this the show's worst finale, I thought. It was just pointless. We, 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 sp- we spent several episodes building to a war that took five minutes. Nothing really happens. Governor goes out and just kills everybody. And then we spend the rest <laughs> of the episode waiting for a character that most of the audience no longer cares about to die. I mean, some people, I know, fr- I have friends who said, oh, Andrea redeemed herself before. They're like, yeah. She might have redeemed herself, but it didn't suddenly make her a better character. Did you really care? No, no one cared. And then we had to wait through another half season to get to like a really cool, you know, showdown at the prison war kind of thing. But it just, it took so long to get there. Those two governor episodes should have been one episode. It just, 
And they keep doing that. And I don't know if it's because it's a 16-episode season instead of 13 or 12 or 10. But it's it's frustrating because it should be a better show than it is. It's on a net – as I was saying last week, um, it's on a show – I mean, I'm sorry. It's on a network with Mad Men and Breaking Bad. You're telling me they can't get a couple good writers on this show? Come on. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe they'll – do it differently next time. No, they won't. No. Well. Right. But they're oh, getting they're getting better. I mean, I, I was expecting the finale to be crap, and you know, I liked it. Well, they they know where they want to be for the premieres and the finales, and then they find oh, we've got extra time here in, in between. But right, they, they, I, they I, I. Right, absolutely. I mean, I've, every every television show we watch. They, you know, like I said, they, they map out the season, they map out the arc. You know, we know it's gonna. We, we start here and we have to finish here. And I think Walking Dead does a pretty damn good job of this is where we want to end up and this is where we're gonna start. And but, but Walking Dead is horrible when it comes to Act Two. It's horrible about connecting those two. And it, it just it takes forever to get there. Now it's funny. I was watching The Talking Dead that last night, and. Uh, Scott Gimple, the, the latest showrunner for The Walking Dead, um, which is also a problem with the show. They keep yeah. firing the showrunner. Is he the fourth so, one? I think he's only the third. third. I, okay. think, I think he went from Darabont to Glenn Mazzara. I think I, I, I might have mispronounced his name. I always do. Yeah. And, and now Scott Gimple. Okay. Um, which is, it looks like they're going to keep him, at least so far. So that's good. But I, I have to admit, I'm, I'm watching him speak about uh, the upcoming season. And he's talking about how everything's going to be different. It's all going to change now. And I got to, not to be Mr. Skeptical, but I kept going, I feel like I've heard that at the end of every season of The Walking Dead. And I don't know if I would say it's really, quote unquote, changed that much other than hey, it's not as good as it was before. I don't think that's the change you're shooting for. Yeah, well, they, they have to say that to keep you watching, right? Right. I mean, <laughs> I'm encouraged because I really, I really did like this finale. I thought it, it strengthened certain aspects of the show, and I'm looking forward to it. Although, going back to kind of what Kelly said before, that it didn't, it didn't really have a really ooh-la-ooh, cliffhanger kind of thing, part of me kept thinking, this would have been a good next-to-last episode. And then the next one would have been, oh, my God, all the crap's going to happen. But, um, but I liked it, you know. I'm actually glad they didn't kill anybody, so. So they can kill everybody off next season instead. <laughs> they can have job security for a little while. <laughs> well, I, I find it funny that in the last couple weeks, that you know, I, I'm I'm you know, Mr. Sunday Night TV Watcher, and they're killing off more big people on The Good Wife than they are on The Walking Dead. All of a sudden, it's like, well, what the hell happened here? <laughs> <laughs> Up is down, that is wrong. <laughs> and then next week, when Game of Thrones starts, everybody's gonna die. Oh, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I, I keep I keep hearing this. <laughs> <You know? laughs> keep reading and hearing about how dark it's going to be, you know, darker than anything we've seen before. And it's pretty freaking dark. How do they get any darker? Yeah, I love that. It's like, really? It, it, it's darker than that? 
It's darker than watching a guy get tortured and have his balls cut off. It's really right. and, and, and two and two kids burned and their you know corpses hanged up like that. And yeah. Oh, so they should have done with Lizzie and anyway. Oh. <laughs> yeah, George R. R. Martin's not afraid of you know killing the main characters. No. <laughs> or who we think are the main characters. Yeah. So. He he's he's the Joss Whedon of the uh, sword and sorcery world. So. Mm-hmm. That's what everyone keeps talking about whenever all these different TV shows and things killing off people and they keep referencing George R. R. Martin because of Game of Thrones. And, and, I'm, and I agree with it. I mean, I, I can't disagree with it. But there's also part of me like, yeah, there's a guy named Joss Whedon who was well known for doing this before <laughs> Game of Thrones, the TV show, came on. You know, Because all the fans of all the different Whedon shows were always like, but you know he's going to kill someone that we're all going to get really pissed off or upset about. And he, he pretty much does that on all his shows. He did it in The Avengers. He always does that. Okay, so I think we're done talking uh, The Walking Dead. So... <laughs> <laughs> no, so... after, hearing, after hearing that, I'm kind of wondering, I wonder if George R.R. R. Martin's the one that killed Karen and David. <laughs> there you go. I don't... I don't know, were, were there wieners involved? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so we'll be back again sometime with, with, with another podcast. That's something. Until then, geek on.